0: These are the tribulations of Paulette. Today is my wedding anniversary, and my agenda is full. I pick up Bertie, my 90-year-old girlfriend, for a spy date on Dolly and Bunyan. We set off for Dolly's house incognito in Bertie's red Mustang. Bertie and I discuss Bunyan's revelation that Connecticut is on the water. Bertie wisely points out that if you've been in jail most of your adult life, you don't take anything for granted. Trees have leaves. The sky is blue and houses sometimes have apartments over their garages, which is where Bunyan the ex-con landed early this morning, a big upgrade from the Holiday Inn. Dolly is already out at yoga. We park across the street from her house. Bertie whips out her binoculars and immediately locates our target. Bunyan, wearing overalls and bandana, is already earning his keep, tapping away with a ball-peen hammer at Dolly's unfinished deck. Bertie and I agree that the situation looks promising, at least on the surface. Bertie wonders if Bunyan can garden. I wonder how much he'd charge to finish our basement. We get bored fast watching Bunyan, so it's on to our next stop, the dermatologist. Bertie was my original Botox guru. A few shots to the forehead and suddenly she was 80 again. It was she who introduced me to the magnificent handiwork and American Express heartache of Dr. Sebastian Fish. I'm under strict instructions from Dave to go easy on the fish injections, but I can't very well go on job interviews with low self-esteem and a sagging jawline. Dr. Fish comes into the exam room, all smiles, air kisses, and compliments. He flirts for a few minutes, then gets down to business. Altoid-infused, he straddles the exam chair while his probing needle squirts the white stuff in all the right places. Two minutes and a thousand bucks later, he peels off the spent gloves, and in a cloud of latex dust reminiscent of a post-coital smoke, he's out of there. Later, when you pass him in the hall, he barely acknowledges you. Though hurt and shamed, you nevertheless make your follow-up appointment. These days I have trouble even glancing at my face in the mirror. Whose old wrinkled puss has kidnapped the original me? I hit 46 and bam, it all went south in about a day. Sometimes I pull the sides of my face back with my hands and say to Dave, wouldn't I look better like this? Or I lift my breasts and ask Dave, would this be an improvement? Dave says I need a Mr. Peepers to cling to me holding up skin here and there for entrances and exits. During office visit foreplay today, Dr. Fish says I'm overdue for filler. Shall we proceed, he asks? It's something we really wanna keep up with. Ah, go for it, I tell him, wondering if Dave will enact spousal abuse for my flagrant disregard of his request. I sign the usual lengthy disclaimer about blood clots, swelling, rashes, and bead-like lumps. The ink is still wet when Fish straddles me again this time with a bigger erection, uh, I mean needle, which he shoots deeply into the corners of my mouth. Ah, he says, as the stuff fills my nasal labial folds, a descriptive phrase if there ever were one. Take a look, he says, and as a mirror is handed to me, I'm in awe. The offensive hanging muzzle has disappeared in an instant, along with Dr. Fish, who's off to the next breathy, wrinkled housewife. As I'm dropping Bertie off at home, my cell phone rings. To my delight, it's the Good Vibration store calling. My special order awaits pickup. Owing to its popularity, the Good Vibration's boutique is often out of stock on key items, making browsing a vicious tease. This is the intruder, the multi-peer saleswoman informed me a few weeks back. They are flying out of the store. I'll take it, I say, and when she checks stock, No intruders. How about the enigmatic wanderer instead, she asks. Sold, I say, and she disappears once again into the stockroom. I cross my fingers. She emerges moments later, shaking her head. Desperate, I inquire after floor samples. Eh, I don't think you want those, she says as she points out the black fingerprints on the white devices. Now, my very own intruder and enigmatic wanderer have arrived. They are wrapped nicely in brown paper with pink ribbon. I have two precious hours remaining before kid pickup. I make a beeline for home and head upstairs. Getting these things open is herculean. They are encased in hard impenetrable plastic and my hands are pretty well bludgeoned before I set the devices free. A box set of 200 AA batteries lingers in my closet at the ready. I squint hard to see the itty-bitty battery diagram. The intruder roars its approval when I get it right. I skip into my bedroom with a song in my head. Happy anniversary, baby, got you on my mind. Shutters closed, I lie down and imagine scenarios with brawny tattooed lawn guys smelling of cut grass and all while the little river band plays in the background. The intruder is aptly named. It delivers. Could be the best instrument of pleasure yet. Gee, I've got to be careful or things could be over here faster than I need them to be. I glance at the clock. Only two minutes have passed, yet Nirvana's really close. Slow down, my brain says, but my hands are deaf. Wow, and wow again. I'm on the edge of the precipice. I'm Tennyson's eagle, plunging over the mountain walls into the crawling sea, and then I hear over the sound of the device... Paulette? What the hell are you doing? I sit straight up, the intruder still whirring. The bedroom door is open. Uh oh a second intruder has entered the room, and this one's name is Dave. <laughs> You're listening to the very cool sounds of Mr. Eric Fontana. Next time, the eagle has landed. Till then, ta-ta.